Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete. Today's guest is Alina Berglund. She was a particle physicist before she became an entrepreneur of an app called Natural Cycles. She was a leading researcher that discovered the Higgs boson. She was part of the team that made that discovery, which led to a Nobel Prize in physics in 2013. She then quit her science job to focus on women's productive health. She felt like there had been little progress made when coming to developing new methods of contraception. So she wanted to develop an algorithm and an app when it came to tracking her own contraception. Natural Cycles is the only certified contraceptive app and it's personalised with data from your unique cycle. The way it works is you measure your temperature first thing in the morning when you get out of bed and it reads uh, your hormone levels and the information in the app then effectively analyzes your cycle and calculates whether you're a red or a green in terms of the days. So if you're on a red day then that means that you are probably fertile and a green day means you're safe. Natural Cycles is backed by a unique algorithm and it not only detects ovulation and fertility in the different stages of your cycle, but it also calculates upcoming cycles. Um, It's a really interesting device. I really wanted to find out more about it. I don't use it at the moment, but I have read a lot about it in magazines and in the press. And I just thought how amazing this is the first ever app that could be a contraceptive. I wanted to interview Alina all about it and how she founded it. Uh, why she wanted to make it. It doesn't protect against uh, STIs. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We talk about how to build an app from scratch, uh, the tech needed to build something like this, how to use it, um, the future of apps like these, how to seek investment, all of that stuff we cover in this episode. So I hope you enjoy it and um, I look forward to your feedback. And thanks so much again for listening to this podcast and for all your support. Here it is. So hi, Alina, welcome to Control-Alt-Delete. Thanks for coming on as a guest. Well, thank you for having me. I wanted to start off just by asking you, um, before we get into obviously all of the amazing work you've been doing with your new product, Natural Cycles, which has um, been everywhere, I feel. I've seen it um, all over my Instagram and on the news and it's a very exciting time. <laughs> but I just wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, sort of where you started out in your career, um, what got you into working sort of in the sciences, but also in tech? Well, I'm uh, originally a particle physicist, um, so that's maybe not the most usual route, but (laughs) I really always wanted to become a physicist since I was like five years old and was fascinated with, you know, the universe and black holes and all of that. Uh, So I studied physics and I did a PhD in particle physics and... um, and then I continued doing research at the, um, the CERN laboratory uh, outside Switzerland. And uh, I was there, there I was part of the Higgs discovery, uh, which led to a Nobel Prize in physics for the theoreticians that had predicted the Higgs in 2013. And it was around that time that I was kind of feeling that, okay, I managed to discover a particle. Wow. What should I do now? <laughs> Um, so then I was considering for the first time actually leaving particle physics and physics and not really sure what to do next. Um, but, um, a few months earlier I had stopped using hormonal contraception because I wanted to give my body a break before I eventually wanted to get pregnant. Um, and I had then, you know, researched uh, on Google what, what kind of other methods I could use in the meantime. 
and I hadn't found any good um, product out there, but I did discover that actually your body temperature changes throughout your menstrual cycle, something known for long and well studied, but I had no idea before. So that was kind of a bit of a revelation for me. Yeah. Did did you feel quite confident then at that point in your career because you, f- you felt like you had, you know, this massive success in a certain field? And was it a time where you felt like you could take on anything, really? <laughs> um, not really, actually. I mean, I did feel like that, but only for about three weeks or so. It was more like I was feeling a little bit lost. Like, I felt like there was no clear path forward for me. So I, I more felt like I will try something new. It might very well fail, but at least then I tried and probably learned something on the way. Yeah. So I, I wasn't very confident, no. <laughs> was it scary that your personal life, you know, for the first time was sort of informing your work? It seems like before it was very separate and then suddenly you were you wanted to do something that was actually impacting you and, and people like you directly. Well, I think I've always been very passionate and involved in what I do. Also, when when I was in physics, I basically I actually worked much harder then. I remember we uh, at some point when we were doing the research for the Higgs, we had meetings every weekend, uh, usually until 10 p.m. in the evenings. Even on Christmas and New Year's, we had meetings. So it was there was not really any personal life outside of Higgs. Mm. Um, so that, so I think I always kind of went all in for everything I do. I never really had any hobbies. <laughs> so but of course, I, I didn't realize then how how public natural cycles would be. And as you've seen now, this it's really like all the news they they spread like wildfire, whether it's good or bad, and usually gets spun out of proportion and. and not always very truthful in the end and that I really didn't expect that was very surprising to me yeah it does feel like um you know now now more than ever you kind of you can't just read a headline you have to you have to do your own research behind an article as well to just figure out what's yes, what's, what's true and what's not um but I just wondered as well with you know starting a business and building an app what what's the first thing that you do when you decide you want to build an app? Well, the first thing I built was actually the algorithm behind it. Because, you know, if the algorithm would work, then it's possible to build an app on top of that. But you cannot build an app and then leave the algorithm out for last and then, you know, hope that it works. So I kind of started with the most difficult parts and then build the app later. Mm. And when did the idea behind it come to you? I mean, you know, the thermometer and the protection on the different days and the colours and did that all come to you at once or did that take a long time to come up with? It came kind of gradually. So, um, I mean, I started actually, uh, you know, using a, a very old fertility monitor um, that gave red and green and, and yellow days and um, and was using that for contraception for a few months. And then I realized that actually this, this device was very expensive from the 90s. And I realized that actually also the algorithm was not great. So I thought, okay, if I can start doing my own algorithm, I can probably do better. Mm. So I first created the algorithm kind of to use myself um, to solve my own need of a natural contraception. 
rather than thinking of building it into the into a business. But then after the Higgs discovery, when when I was wondering what to do next, it was actually my um, my husband who suggested on our honeymoon that we should make this algorithm into an app. And uh, and that I found very very exciting because also it was 2012 and it seemed like learning how to build an app would be very useful for the future. Yeah, that's crazy that you were using it yourself before it became what it is now. It feels like that's a nice personal story. Many great products come out of a personal need. You know, you find a need and a hole in the market and, and then you realize that actually when I can solve this problem, it would actually benefit a lot of women out there. Yeah. Do you Are you surprised that you know, that it is a tricky one in terms of people being kind of a little bit scared to use it? Or do you think that's changing? Um, I understand that. I also felt the same way, actually, when I started out um, using it myself or developing it myself. But once you kind of get into it and understand the basics behind it, which you do also just as a user, it's not so scary anymore. Because it's only scary as long as you don't understand what happens in the body, you know, you ovulate and you can only get pregnant on the day of ovulation and the five days before because of sperm survival. So when you clearly see in your data, when you ovulate, you realize, ah, there's no, there's no rocket science. It's just, it's just how your body works. And then it's not scary anymore. Yeah. And I noticed that on the, um, kind of on the, the website and things, it does say maybe be over 18 to use it because it does rely on self-reported data you kind of have to be quite responsible with it yeah the we have an 18 year limit and that's um that's actually mainly because we've performed clinical studies that shows how effective the method is both in terms of when you use the app perfectly meaning that you always use protection on red days or the typical use which can mean anything but we have not performed any clinical studies of women below 18 so therefore women below 18 cannot use it but also because we feel that um, it doesn't protect against STIs, of course, and therefore we feel that women below 18 might not be in a stable relationship and therefore should always use a condom, actually. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously it's you know, completely certified and verified. And, um, and how, how did you go about, was that a long process to kind of make sure it was totally um, signed off in all of the many ways? Yes, definitely. So we've published three clinical studies so far. Uh, the last one is the largest uh, study ever performed on natural contraception with data from more than 22,000 women. So of course, this, this kind of research takes a long time, but there I think our, our backgrounds, my, my husband is also a researcher and a physicist, it really helps there because then, then you know that this takes time and, and you know what to expect. But the certification was, was trickier because no app had ever been certified as a contraception before. So there was, there was no clear path to take there either. So we had to kind of, you know, do our best and try and see what, what worked. And in the end, after several years, it went through. And that was one year ago. So that was a very exciting moment for us. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that you can say that you're the first ever of something. It's quite crazy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, but do you um do you do you hear a lot of personal stories from users, or are you quite sort of um are you, is there a distance now between you and um you know do you get people writing into you that sort of thing? 
Yes, definitely. And, and I would say that's probably my main source of motivation is, is to read the feedback from, from our users, positive or negative. So also we have a Slack channel with all the um, app reviews coming in live and, and they are such amazing stories. They really write long app reviews describing exactly how natural cycles has improved their lives. But sometimes also you get the use, you know, you get negative feedback, but then I also listen to that and try to think how we can make the product better. Yeah. I also wondered, um, because I'm actually part of a campaign with, um, with a bank called Starling, they're doing something called Make Money Equal. And it's around how both women and men are spoken to about money in the media and just, you know, growing up. And mm -hmm. one of the ones, uh, one of the things that interests me is kind of how to go about seeking investment for your for your business. Um, I wondered, was that something that came naturally to you, kind of going out and seeking investments? I actually never wanted to become an entrepreneur before Natural Cycles. For me, it was more the passion of, of building this product and really help women out there. Um, it's, it's very important to increase choice. And also there, as you mentioned, talking about money equally to men and women, when it comes to contraception, the burden is almost always on the woman. Um, it's very yeah. much I feel. Yeah, it, there's a lot of pressure for the yeah for the woman to sort it out themselves and kind of like not make a fuss about it. I always find you know you're just meant to go off and do it, and actually it takes up a lot of your time. But yeah, did you ask your friends um, what they were going through at the time as well? Did you do any sort of uh, focus groups around just your personal connections, or was it was it mainly kind of big um, groups of women that you didn't know? Well, at first, um, well, first of all, at least uh, in Sweden, where I grew up and studied, uh, it was very common to discuss these things openly amongst each other. So I remember when I was a student, all my friends suddenly quit hormonal contraception because they felt bad from it. And this I remembered when I later wanted to develop natural cycles. But actually, our, our very first users, even before we had an app, but our use, first users of the algorithm, they were our colleagues and friends that um, that we talked to and wanted to try it out. And and they actually uh, emailed me in the morning the temperature, and I ran the algorithm. I emailed them back whether it was a red or a green. <laughs> uh, so you were was, manually doing it. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was great because then you know I was very close to what was happening yeah. at first. And many of them are actually still using the app today, so they've been using it for well over five years now is that something that is just I think that's slightly different than in than over here I think we still get quite embarrassed talking about these things <laughs> it does feel like um yeah it's much more open and and it's less a taboo subject in a way it's nice that you think that way over there <laughs> yeah no I, also personally I've always been very open and always talking about these topics during lunch break etc yeah with having a business that you obviously love and work so hard on and obviously it's it's your company how do you maintain a sense of well-being and how do you switch off from a crazy busy startup it's not very easy, actually, especially not since I, I run this company together with my husband. So when we have dinner together, we almost always talk about natural cycles. Um, but I, I try to, or we try to have a rule that after nine, we do not talk about natural cycles and we do not work. So like after nine, we try to relax and kind of 
you know, think about something else before sleeping. Because otherwise you end up like lying there and not being able to fall asleep because you think of all the things you have to do. Yes. Do you do you make sure you have enough time off or is it still kind of working around the clock? Yeah, we, uh, I mean, we also have a, a child. Uh, our daughter is now three and a half. So that kind of naturally forces us to take some time off. So especially on the weekends, we, we, we don't work that much. We spend most of the time with her. And I think that's actually also very, very good for us because I, I notice that otherwise we get really too into it and we have trouble, you know, detaching from, from work. Yes. And if you had any advice for anyone kind of wanting to get into this, but also to, well, encourage more women, I suppose, to enter into the STEM subjects, what would you say? especially around building an app? We are much more risk averse than men. And we often, you know, consider like, oh, but maybe in 10 years I want to have a child, so maybe I shouldn't take this job because it will demand a lot from me, etc. Um, so my advice would be actually to just go for it. You know, you'll manage to figure things out along the way. No need to, you know, be scared and, you know, turn things down because you're not sure if you're the right person for it or or if you have the skills. If you get an opportunity, grab it and the rest will, you know, you'll, you'll figure the rest out along the way. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. Um, and in terms of this year, so we're still <laughs> sort of at the beginning of the year, what are you excited about with the future of Natural Cycles? Well, I'm very excited because um, in the fall we had uh, our Series B fundraising and with that money we managed to now to really significantly grow our team. So now we're more than 50 people and uh, in the beginning of last year we were only 18 people. So it's, it's uh, yeah, we're a much bigger team now. And I think with this team we will be able to do a lot of exciting things that you know I've been wanting to do for years but never had the time or the resources. For instance, we're uh, setting up a, an office in Geneva outside CERN and hiring more and more particle physicists to to build new features in uh, around women's health in the products. So like not just contraception or planning a pregnancy, but also like what kind of diagnosis can we make for a woman? What can we? What other insights can we give her that will be of value? Yeah, and, um, that's very exciting. I think. Do you um do you know how many kind of do you know the ratio of women who use it to use it as contraception versus people that use it to actually get pregnant so today it's about 80 percent that use it for contraception and 20 percent to use it to get pregnant mm. but of course it's it's often the same users that migrate back and forth because um you know you often the typical user kind of starts using that for contraception but maybe a few years down the line they want to have a baby and, and then it goes quite quickly because they've learned how their body works. The app has learned how their body works. So they go back and forth. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting to have a piece of technology like that that just is very, very personalized to you. Um, does it mean that you sort of you do have to stick with it? Do you have to use it for a long time in order for it to build up all that information about you? So it does learn more and more over time. Um, but the initial learning phase is, is more like... You know, three to six months, and after that, it already knows quite well what you what your unique cycle is about and your body. Yeah, 
And in terms of, um, I mean, you don't really have many competitors, do you, right now? Do you, do you have anyone that you're watching who you think, oh, they're doing something really cool or that you look at them for inspiration or are you very much in your own lane at the moment? At the moment, we're a bit in our own lane, like kind of falling in between more like, you know, pure tech companies and apps and in between like uh, more life science and pharmaceuticals. And, and that has pros and cons, like especially like, for instance, if we talk to investors, often they ask, but are you this kind of company or this? And then we try to explain, but we're kind of trying to combining the best of both worlds. And it's good because we don't have a competitor really at the moment, but uh, has its other downsides that we have to kind of make up the rules as we go along because, you know, there's no other company we can really look at and yeah. copy paste. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an interesting place to be for sure. Well, thank you so much, Alina. That was um, so interesting to find out a bit more about about what you do. It's such a totally different fields to what I work in and it's um, so interesting so thank you. Well, thank you it was great to be on the show. <laughs>